Week four in the NFL wraps up tonight with the Giants hosting the Seahawks. Giants are 0-6 in Monday night games with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Bears coach Matt Eberflus says Chase Claypool will not be at the team's facilities this week as they prepare to play the Commanders on Thursday. The Twins will host the Blue Jays to open their wild card series tomorrow with Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray lined up to pitch games one and two. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Monday get one of Jethro's world famous meal deals. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Two, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, Alec Bussey. On Iowa State, Mr. Monday Night. We'll do the NFL tomorrow. We'll finish the Monday Nighter and then get into it. We'll have a couple of guests on at least two of the four regional teams uh, joining us tomorrow along with Matt Snyder, covers baseball. Right now, let's get Bama Bob in here. We recap what we saw over the weekend every Monday at this time. We preview what we think we're going to see every Friday at this time. Let's recap. Bama, Trent, and Ken, uh, good to talk to you, Bama. Let's start in the SEC as we're working backwards this year. Uh, um, the way it should be. Trent, we'll start with you. <laughs> what did you see in the SEC this week? Well, I, I got a little curveball to throw your way. Oh. And Bama just mentioned this to me Yes, as we were coming onto the air. Bama, you said you were driving around and you said it popped in your mind, a real possibility in the final year of the four-team playoff that the SEC is left out of the playoff? What? Take us yeah. into the thinking here. <laughs> Georgia's not so been Georgia's not been Georgia. They have not, and that's the key right there. And so I'm driving back from the Titans game yesterday. Yeah, and boy, that was bad. How bad is 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 Burrow? I mean, he's got it. It's got to be the injury, yeah. right? It, it's injury, and it's Ken. He's a statue back there. He can't move. Yeah, um, he can't. I don't know if it's his, if he can't push off of it. They didn't throw one pass. I don't think over about 25 yards wow. down the field. Um, he was getting pressured. Now the Titans have a good front, mm-hmm. a really physical front. Um, and even in the playoff game a couple years ago, they sacked him ten times. The one that they lost, that Tannehill threw away. But uh, he's not right. That team is not right. And it's a big debate whether they should just sit him until he gets right. Andy Dalton, not Andy Dalton. Uh, AJ McCarron's the backup. Yeah. Um, he was he was bad yesterday. They had nothing. They had absolutely nothing for the Titans. Uh, yesterday, but so I'm coming back, and I don't know. You know, your mind starts wondering, yeah. and I'm going. I'm just sitting here going, you know. First of all, I think I don't. I don't. I don't think the SEC is not getting more than one. I agree I there. Case, I can make a case where they don't get anybody, and that is Alabama, LSU, and A and M are the three let's say contenders in the West, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. LSU already has two losses. Mm-hmm. Alabama. Are they going to run the table? We'll Yeesh. know a lot more. We'll know a lot more this week. They play A and M. I don't think A and M is going to finish without another loss. If a multiple loss SEC team beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, I don't think that SEC the SEC is an average conference this year. They are. I don't think Georgia's getting in. Not with you know if Pitt, and a lot's got to happen. Okay, if Florida sure. State. And Texas keep on the path that they're going. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, the, all the Pac-12 teams, and there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a bunch of them. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. You know, all Trent's had ironed it out before. You know, one loss teams. Yeah. Okay, the SEC's already lost. You know, LSU's already lost to Florida State, so there's your tiebreaker. 
Alabama's lost to Texas. There's another tiebreaker. That game was in Tuscaloosa. Yep. No offense to your Wildcats, Ken, who look really good. <laughs> they do. Uh, against Florida. But that win, even if, if Georgia beats them, that's not going to move. Georgia doesn't have a needle-moving win on their resume, and they don't have one going down the road. If they lose the SEC championship game to a multiple-loss wow. SEC Ooh. team, I can see a scenario where they don't get a team in the play. I'd watch that and, stupid TV show if that happens. <laughs> see? <laughs> I mean, we got them. Seriously. We got them. I mean, well, and when you think about it, it's, yeah. it's not only it's not the other teams that are out there, the average and Georgia's average I mean, this that game Saturday against Auburn was was bad. And it was. Powers rescued them. He saved them. He's a hundred to one to win the Heisman, and I got some. <laughs> I mean, why not? Right? I mean, at this point, yeah, put ten bucks on. I that, did. You know, it's exactly uh, yeah, what I so, did. Exactly. Yeah. But again, they're not going to have a needle moving game. I don't think uh, the rest of the way. Tennessee at the end of the year, maybe um, that game's in Knoxville, and again. Even the Kentucky game is not going to move the needle no. a lot. Um, They're fifteen point and, favorite, something fifteen yeah, sixteen, exactly. something like that. Yeah, yeah, they should. Yeah, they should win that game by a couple touchdowns. And again, the SEC has already lost to the Big Twelve front runner and the ACC front runner head to head. So you get a multiple loss SEC team and that beats Georgia in the championship game. Depending on what else happens, I, there, you can make a case that they don't get anybody. Interesting. Missouri's off to a good start. They've beaten absolutely. Well, that K State win was nice. Yeah. Uh, but, that was but, a good win. Yeah, but Everybody beating Vandy. Win. They beat Memphis. Um, anything? Uh, um, should we move on? Let's move on. Let's go to the Pac 12. Uh, your thoughts, Trent, on the Pac 12? You know, Washington, we're throwing in this mix. I still have concerns about that defense against a backup quarterback. Delora's mm-hmm. a stud for Arizona. Yep. Well, he wasn't out there. He is banged up. And some kid named Noah Fafita, he throw, goes 27 to 39. I don't think Washington has the defense to ultimately win it all. Can they get to the playoff? Absolutely. Can they win the Pac-12? Sure. Win it all. And that's what we're talking about with them. Two weeks. Oregon, Washington. Some concerns there. Because Oregon, that's a complete football team. Mm -hmm. USC is not a complete football team. And I'm throwing Washington in that same mix. Playoff team, yeah. Yeah. They can definitely get there. Win it all. I can't see it for both Washington or USC. You know, one thing, real quick, back to the SEC. i got to mention this kid's name. This Ray Davis story, this running back. My God, unbelievable. And his story, like sadly so many of them, I mean, homeless, bouncing around. Um, uh, Jacob's all over again. Right. I'm rooting for the kid, and my God, he was unbelievable. He had 200 yards rushing with like five minutes left in the first half. He was unbelievable. And what did he finish, like 270 280, I think. 280 280 and three touchdowns. Yeah, unbelievable. 26 carries. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. First <laughs> over 10 yards a carry on 26 carries. Uh, the, the running back for Oregon State, Martinez, he caught my eye on Friday night. That was a fun yeah. game, Utah-Oregon State, Bama, Pac-12. Yeah, that's a good league. I mean, I think it's the best league in the country right yeah. now, top to bottom, and not only just for the quarterback play, but uh, listen, Utah, I think, has got a little bit of a problem, guys, uh, at quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, until Rising comes back, uh, they got a buy this week. Uh, they play Cal. Um, but then after that, uh, you know, uh, uh, how about this three out of four week stretch at USC, Oregon, then they get Arizona State, and then they go to Washington. Jeez. I mean, they've got to have rising if they've got yeah. any kind of a, any kind of hope of winning the pack or getting back to the title game, uh, which I don't think they're going to. Um, Oregon State, you give them a lot of credit. You mentioned Washington, of course, nobody could watch it because it's on the pack for a network. Yep. Um, but that game, I'm, I'm just, you know, I was tracking it and I'm like, man, what's going on here? Michael Penix doesn't throw a touchdown. Um, they still do enough on the road. Okay, fine. And that's really where they have stumbled the last 
last year, you know, they were great at home and bad on the road. Well, at least they're winning road games now. They're not winning them pretty. And the reality of it is they don't have to win pretty because unlike Georgia, they've got marquee games yes. on their schedule, yeah. starting with their next one. I mean, that's the game of the year. It is. Me. I agree. I mean, Oregon, Washington. They've got USC down the road. Uh, they're going to have the Pac-12 championship game. Oregon State's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when they go there, they got to go to Corvallis. And then Washington State at the end of the year. I mean, they've got a really good schedule. Um, and they're going to have chances. And Michael Penix is going to play on national television. But I tend to agree with Trent that Oregon is the most complete team. USC may have better individual talent. But that defense eventually is going to catch up with them. Mm-hmm. We know what Colorado is. Um, when Justin Hunter gets, I'm sorry, Travis Hunter gets back, he, you know, he'll he'll help them. And their schedule lightens up a little bit here. Um, you know, those two juggernauts they play, we kind of expected. I give them credit for hanging in, but they got Arizona State, Stanford, UCLA. They can win all three of those games. They're going to be a bowl team, and, and what Dion's done there is getting them a lot of attention yep. and deservedly so. Oregon's the best team. I think I. I think I picked them. I can't remember if them or Washington to win, but I think we're going to get a rematch of next week's game in the uh, in the title game. I, I'd I, sign for I that just so. because USC's defense is just uh, so lacking. You know, but just just totally real agree. quick, uh, you mentioned Travis Hunter. Did you see what he did last week with the kid from Colorado State? Great. How about that? I absolutely love that. I mean, the kid's getting death threats. Yes, you know, from just you know, and you know, ninety nine point nine percent of them, you just never know when a nut job is out. That's true. Okay, yep. and. You know, he, you know, Dion diffused it a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, by yep. saying, listen, you know, the kid made a play, made a mistake, whatever you want to call it. Dion, like, all credit to Dion for diffusing it in his press conference. And then Hunter goes out and they go bowling together. Yeah. I mean, it's just like good for him. Yep. I mean, and, and, cause that kid, and the thing I didn't like about it when it happened, you know, LeBron James and JJ Watt and all these other, you know, people with, Tens of millions of Twitter followers are out there saying, "Man, what a, that would look, that hit didn't look dirty." I've seen players ejected for stuff like that. You can't do that if you're LeBron James because all you're doing is putting a target on a college kid's back. And good for Dion and Travis Hunter for diffusing what could have really been an ugly situation. Yeah, what was an ugly situation, yeah. but really diffusing it. And hopefully now that is. You know, maybe we can get past that and, and just move on. Let's move on to the Big Ten. Nebraska had an opportunity to steal <laughs> a little spotlight again. Every time they get these games, Trent, yeah. they just they just lay total. Now Michigan's really good. <laughs> and Michigan's really good. They, it was just a boa constrictor game. They just strangled them. Yep. I mean, there was just nothing that Nebraska could do. The physicality of Michigan. Mm-hmm. I walked away incredibly impressed by I that. I did too. Twenty six first downs in the game for mm-hmm. Michigan. Just every third and two, they get. Right, yep. they're getting yeah. seven, eight yards of crack. It's not awe-inspiring. It's not, hey, you're going to be bouncing your grandkids on your knee talking about the time you watch the 2023 Michigan. They're just a good, solid football team, and and I always get a kick out of this. And we've got to see a lot of it over the last two decades. Late in the game, Nebraska finally gets on the board, and a few stray red balloons go floating into the air. <laughs> they still had their balloons. The balloons, you've been holding them for two hours and 45 minutes. Oh, my God. And they go floating away. Yeah. Babby, your thoughts on the Big Ten? Yeah, the uh, Nebraska's mascot didn't have to do near as many push-ups no. as, as Oregon's does. Um, look, I still think it's the usual suspects. Um, Penn State, Nebraska, I'm not Nebraska, Penn State, Michigan, 
and Ohio State, and they're going to all play each other. Yep. Um, you know, Penn State. And throw Ohio Maryland State, into it, too, because I think good. this Maryland. Gonna, they might get one of them, aren't they? They might get one of them. Could That's be right where week. I was going. Who do they have? Ohio State. Well, they've oh got my. Ohio State. Yeah, they got Ohio State this week. Oh, my. You know, and that's right before Ohio, the Penn State. We talked about it, you know, uh, I think at the beginning of the year. Who does Maryland play and when do they play them? Yeah. Yeah, they get Ohio State right before they play Penn State, and they get Michigan right before they play Ohio State. Oosh. So, I mean, you know, your classic trap game. And I think Maryland is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're a good team, and I don't, I don't know if they're good enough to pick off one of the true big boys or not. I mean, I just, uh, you know, I can't go there yet. Mm-hmm. I can't. Really, just say you know what they're gonna they're they're gonna upset Ohio State this week. Um, you, you know, the game's in Columbus. I don't I haven't seen the line yet. I gotta think Ohio State is you know high double digit favorite. Eighteen. Um, Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. And you no, know, look, Ohio State hasn't looked great on offense. They've got they got a great player. Uh, I think their quarterback's growing mm-hmm. into it. I think he is too. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know that they they're, they're going to be a pest. I think. Um, and they, they might test some teams. I just don't know. Those are the three to me. Everybody else is just, you know, ho-hum. Iowa, congratulations. Um, good win for Purdue. Mm-hmm. Uh, really disappointed in Illinois. I mean, I really thought they were going to be one of those teams that might be able to sneak up on somebody. And who knows? I mean, they might still, you know, have a week or so that where they do that. But they, they're limited at quarterback. And um, that was a, just a good win. And Purdue is just... You know, I think they're buying in basically, and and they're not they're not giving up. Um, Minnesota, man, boy, they they almost you know pulled the uh, the old you know here's your you know million dollar check you know to Louisiana and you know send them home with a win. But uh, it's just the usual for me: Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State, and they're all going to play each other out of the same division one last time, I think. And then you know, and we'll just see who comes out on top if one team. Loses both, they're done. If they kind of, you know, Trent laid it out beginning of the year, you know, one one and one, who goes, who stays, <laughs> you know, to the championship game, yep. and then what is, happens to that one that gets left out, you know, and that's again that goes kind of goes back to my SEC point. Mm-hmm. There's enough good teams out there, and the West had their chance. Look, they had their chance. Alabama could have beaten Texas. LSU could have beaten Florida mm-hmm. State. We're not having that conversation. Okay, but you know LSU drops their second one to Ole Miss. They're done. And you know. 105 points scored in, in, in that football oh, game. That, that, was just, just that was an arena game. I mean, <laughs> it was just. I mean, there's heat on Brian Kelly already. I yeah. mean, what is he? 16, 17 games in. Not very many. And hey, we got to move on. Biggest? Yeah. Let's let's get to let's get to the Big Twelve. Trent. Big Twelve. Boy, Texas. Oof. You know, it but took Daniels me a long didn't time. play. He didn't, but. They, was that known, by the way? You know, that's, that's a great public? point, Bama, because it just comes back. You, you just, boy, you just uh-huh. trip my trigger again. Uh-huh. There needs to be transparency. We're yeah. betting on sports. How, would anybody have bet Kansas if you thought it was going to be Bean nope. and not, not Daniels? A dime. Not, not a, a chance dime. you're making that play. And that's a lot of I, people bet Kansas. Friday picks. Who did I have? Did the you have Jayhawks Kansas? Plus 16 and a half. And absolutely. You had, not no, you had no shot, Trent. Still no walked shot. away really impressed by Texas. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Um, Baylor finding a way to come back. They scored, mm. what did they score, 27 or something? 35-7. Trent, it was it, it Malzahn you? Malzahn special right there, buddy. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey Here's one real quick, and somebody, or Scott Knock was the one that pointed this out to me this morning. West Virginia, um, huh? West Virginia, right now they sit at four and one. They're two and zero oh in the Big Twelve. Here's what they've got left, Big Twelve wise: at Houston, 
Oklahoma State stink uh, at UCF. BYU comes to Morgantown at Oklahoma. Okay, there's a loss. Cincinnati and at Baylor to end it. It's not exactly murderer's row. West Virginia, West Virginia may find a spot in that championship game. Yeah, not saying it's going to happen, but that schedule's cake. Anyways, it is. And how about the Provo to Morgantown trip? That's fun for those. Oh man, there's a there's your direct flight. I mean, there's connections you got to make. Salt Lake to wherever yeah, but, for the fan uh, base. Yeah, they got a chance. They're yeah. sitting there. I mean, yeah. you know, they they haven't lost, and you're right. There's no Texas on there. Nope. I didn't see Kansas State on there. Nope. So I mean, it's uh, look, you got you got a shot. Yep. So that's all you can do is win the games that are in front of you. I don't think they can do it, but uh, no, Oklahoma looks pretty good. And, yep. and, you know, we'll know a lot. We'll know a lot about Oklahoma. I'm still not buying in totally on Oklahoma, and we'll know a lot more after this week. What's the, the number, uh, Trent? Is it a touchdown, just under a touchdown? Yeah, the right in that range. Four, five and a half, six, something like that? It is da, 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 six and a half. Six and a half. Um, ACC boys, uh, the Notre Dame. I wish I could have seen more of it. You know, the right up against yeah. Iowa and mm-hmm. Iowa State, both playing uh, at the same time. I, I saw maybe two plays. Um, any uh, trying to start with you, ACC? Yeah, Riley Leonard, the injury too, and but Hartman it's not. Waiting for it's him. not season. Yeah, great point. Yeah, uh, it's not season ending. Correct. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, and that's the good news. One other thing, and this was completely off the board. Georgia Tech. Look, they're going through a big transition. Yeah, they were a north of a three touchdown favorite against Bowling Green. They lost. And they got beat by eleven. Long way to go for the Ramblin' Wreck to get back up to yeah. where we once saw that program. Bama, did you see much of Notre Dame Duke? Yeah, unfortunately, um, I'm not a radio host and not tied to Iowa. Iowa State, <laughs> right. So I got to watch the. Uh, listen, I mean, I watched, you know, obviously I watched, you know, a decent amount of the Alabama game. I thought Duke was for real. Uh, I still think they're for real. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how long Leonard's going to be out. And I think what's where it's really going to hurt them if he's out multiple weeks. Uh, they go to Florida. They got a bye week. That'll help. But then they got NC State at home. Then they go to Florida State. They go at Louisville back to back. Yeah, Louisville's that's, pretty that's good. Tough. Yeah, Louisville's not bad. Yeah, uh, and they still. I mean, it's been a great story for Duke. It would have been even better, I think, had they won, been able to win that game. But yeah. man, all credit to Sam Hartman. I mean, he leads them on a ninety-five yard yep. drive at the end of the game. There was fourth was, and what? Fourth and twenty? Was that what it was? Fourth and sixteen. Fourth and, and sixteen. Scrambles for it, and he didn't and he want to. It. He was hovering on that line of scrimmage before he finally took off. He was, I mean, but he played it perfectly. He hung back behind it, and he, you know, he had the ball kind of up there, and he was still looking. But man, when he decided, and listen, in that situation, I think if you're, you know, a linebacker, defensive back, you just got to, you got to run at him at that point. Mm-hmm. You can't give him, you know, the the space because really all he had to do was make kind of one move, and he didn't slide. He dove and all that kind of thing. But I mean, that that was just a crushing loss for Duke. Um, I liked what the coach said at the end of the game. No moral victories here. You know, we 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 thought we could line up and play mm-hmm. with them, and we did. Um, we just didn't win the game. But you look at their schedule, man. And they they got to go to Tallahassee. They got to go to Louisville. They got to go to Chapel Hill. That that's pretty rough. So I think they're going to have a good year. I don't expect them uh, to really. I don't know. I, I can't see them making the the championship game. But you know, then again, uh, who knows? Because all you got to do is finish second. Uh, I think yep. and. Then, you know, Clemson, good win for them over Syracuse. That mm-hmm. was really, I thought that was really Syracuse's chance to make. Yeah, it I did too. And, yep. and they did. They couldn't do it again. 
They almost picked him off last year uh, down in Death Valley, and this was just not really – it was competitive, but it wasn't really close. Um, you know, other than that, I think Louisville's a team kind of flying mm-hmm. under the radar here um, with Plummer at quarterback. But, um, you know, other than that, it's just kind of a, you know, a meh conference. North Carolina was off. I still think they're – they were my pick, I think. Uh, no, Florida State was. They were my pick, other pick to get in the game. I think Drew May. Drake, you know, listen yeah. To yeah, Drake May. Sorry, if you've got him, you've got a chance. Yeah, uh, and the bye week coming, but um, it's just it was all about Notre Dame and Duke this week, and that was a really good game and a physical game. And listen, Sam Hartman did what they brought him in to do, yep. and that's exactly what they brought him in to do was you know to win big games on the road. And, and for uh, him to stick that. around when everybody's already off the field, uh, that, was, is, oh, that really classy. was. It really was. Oh, just yep. absolutely loved it. Great point by you. I mean, just no, waiting yeah, yep, absolutely. For, for to come out of the tent. Just yep. beautiful scene. He gets it. Got to run, brother. Thank you, Bama. We'll yep. talk on Friday. We'll have a handful of games to opine on. Uh, love it as always. We'll talk to you at the end of the week. Thanks, Bama Bob. Have a great week. Yep. Take care of us. Yep. Always. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob, Trent and I going around college football. Time to claim your NIL money. Go to KXNO.com right now. You will see the pop-up box. When you do, type the keyword credit, credit at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000 credit at KXNO.com. Alec Bussey on Iowa State. He was in Norman. We'll pick his brain on what he saw uh, when uh, we come back. Mr. Monday Night Still to Come. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. 106.3 KXNO. If you have a low interest rate on your property and a lower tolerance for tenants, then you have two choices. Sell it and say goodbye to a great investment or keep it. Hold on to that rate and let the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse manage it for you. Why hire Renner's Warehouse? Because we free you to do the things you love, like take a vacation, have dinner with your family, or acquire more properties to achieve more financial independence. You already know that renting delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. Renner's Warehouse also frees you from finding tenants, collecting rent, and handling those annoying 3 a.m. maintenance calls. The choice is yours. Sell your property, keep DIYing everything, or hire Renner's Warehouse to get the best of all worlds. You're free to cancel within 90 days and even get your management fees back. Go to renterswarehouse.com today to book your free home rental price analysis or call 515-528-4429. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800- Others sent you in. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Mr. Monday Night still to come. Alec Bussey, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert.com. He made the trip to Norman uh, for his subscribers, so their uh, publisher would be on the ground in Norman. Alec, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate it, as always. You know, I'll just start, uh, I'll just regurgitate how Trent and I started the show. Iowa State got beat by 30. They gave up a bunch of yards. <laughs> It wasn't, I am, you know, thinking about the game, it, it's not like um, you come in here, tear the program down, time to shut down everything, time to fire, blah, 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 they're playing the wrong quarter. 
I thought, believe it or not, there were some positives in a game that you get beat by 30. Um, I don't know. That was my take. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's certainly an interesting perspective. Um, the first quarter, about the first 20 minutes of the game, certainly were pretty favorable for Iowa State. I think it was 20-17 at one point or 23-20 at one point after a made field goal. But then after that, um, I think you really kind of started to see the talent between the two teams really start to decipher itself. And Oklahoma is obviously a team that's in the top 15 or 20 at worst. I believe they're closer to the top 10 of team talent composite in the country. And I think that you kind of started to see that kind of take shape. I think you kind of started to see Oklahoma's defense start to execute a lot better in the last 40 or so minutes of the game. They started making more tackles, Mm -hmm. started to seem to play to the scheme a little bit better. Um, but defensively, I, I think that there's a lot of concerns um, about where this Iowa State team is at right now. I mean, they've started to allow a lot of big plays this season. I know this is an explosive Oklahoma offense, but they allowed three or four passes that went for at least 39 yards. We've seen them struggle with, with that against Iowa. We saw them struggle with that against Oklahoma State. And, you know, when you force your opponents to have long sustained drives against this Iowa State defense, teams have really struggled to score. And they've got to figure out how to prevent allowing these big plays because, you know, if they can't do that, I think you're putting your offense in a really tough situation because you're spotting the other team good opportunities to score, at least in the red zone or score, score in the end zone. Well, what is the reason that we've seen? I mean, we're just so used to John Haycock's defenses being so buttoned up, not allowing those big plays. If you're going to beat them, it's got to be methodical down the field. What do you equate that to? Is it just the youth of this defense or something else that you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, I certainly think that there's probably some sort of um, inclusion there of it being a younger defense, but, um, you know, it's communication-based as much as anything. Hmm. I mean, the play that TJ Tampa gets beat over the top, that's a communication error. That's the 39-yard touchdown in the yeah. end zone. That's, that's a mistake uh, communication-wise. And there's a few other times, right, where, I mean, I think back to the play against Oklahoma State, the 60-yard touchdown where Caleb Bacon is in coverage. I mean, that's good coverage. I mean, tip your cap on some of them. But mm-hmm. there's certainly areas where it, I don't think it's scheme-based. Like, we know the scheme works. We know the scheme works in the Big 12. Um, we know the scheme works against good offenses. Those, those are not things that I have questions about. It's going to come down to just communicating and making sure that you're, you're dotting all your teeth, you're dotting all your I's, crossing all your T's, and making sure that, you know, you're on the same page defensively. TJ Tampa talked a ton about that after the game. About They need to make sure they're on the same page moving forward. And, you know, it's tough to be on the same page against an Oklahoma offense that goes right. at warp speed and has a ton of really talented players. And Dylan Gabriel's one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the Big 12 and is a potential Heisman candidate if things continue to go the way they have for him. So, you know, you get you give some credit to Oklahoma at the same time, but you have to be on the same page, I think, in your secondary to prevent you know, a lot of these big plays happening because it's putting your opponents in a good opportunity to score. Fair points, uh, fair fair points. Chase Contreras again this week had because uh, it's so rare um, that Iowa State's got a kicker. That's happened in the past, uh, but uh, usually the case is is you have no faith in uh, whoever the kicker is. Contreras has been really good all year. A couple of bad snaps um, it hurt, uh, maybe hurt the the percentage wise, but again makes a couple of big kick, couple of long kicks this weekend. No doubters. Good to see that Contreras when he's asked to uh, is capable of splitting the uprights. Yeah, they certainly have some sort of momentum at kicker right now. Um, I think that's important because getting back to the Ohio game, there was certainly some question about whether or not that they did have good momentum mm-hmm. at kicker. And I know that one of those kicks against Ohio, a lot of people think might have been good um, or at least deserved a chance to potentially be reviewed or whatever. 
but Chase Contreras has been really good. He certainly has a really long, strong leg. Um, he's obviously got a couple of kicks of at least 50 yards this year, I think, too. Of course, a 56-yarder against UNI. Uh, but he's been pretty accurate from even inside 50 as well, and I think that that's huge. And I've always said for college kickers, if you're automatic within 30 yards, if you're going to make 97 98% of your kicks inside 30 yards, every coach in the country would take that. <laughs> and if you're making 75% of your kicks from 40-plus, I think that a lot of coaches would take that as well. And I think I would say probably feels like that they're above both of those thresholds, uh, which is contrarious at this point. Offensive line struggled again. We're uh, approaching. Except they ran the ball pretty well, though. Yeah, but you look at the the grades and the run blocking grades. James Neal, uh, forty six, a fifty five for Benefis, a fifty two for Hufford. Oh, is there's no great elixir, but this has been just an ongoing issue. What more can be done? And the return of Remsburg, how important is that? It's got be? one more game sit out, right, yep. Trent? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you look at the offensive line and there's certainly concerns. There's a couple new starters on it. You mentioned James Neal and his struggles. I don't know how many more bodies that they have mm. that they can really feel confident putting a tackle. Because yeah. um, I feel like they would have made those changes already. We've seen them kind of rotate in Brendan Black, a freshman at guard. So that kind of tells you that they're open to making changes at places they feel like they can make changes. Um, and I think Black's actually been pretty good in the last two weeks. He was pretty good against Oklahoma State. I need to look a little bit closer at the film and and that's some of the PFF stuff for him from Oklahoma. But all things considered, I actually think that it kind of is trending in the right direction. I actually thought it was it, it continues to get better, the offensive line does. You, I know one of you said that, you know, they're running the ball a little bit better. I thought that that was true. Yeah. Um, and Rockwell Beck still pretty much staying upright. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I don't think that this Oklahoma pass rush is elite by any stretch of the imagination, and I don't think that they're really going to see a great pass rush the rest of the season until the Texas game. And Texas has one of the top three or four defensive lines in the country, I would argue. Um, so if the offensive line continues to progress in the right direction before that Texas game, I think that they could build some confidence and start running the ball a little bit better. And if, I know a lot of people are really excited with how well they threw the ball against Oklahoma State, and especially in the first half against, in the first quarter against Oklahoma. But you, you're going to have to be able to run the ball at, at the end of the day. Iowa State knows they have to be able to run the ball. And I think yep. getting... Eli Sanders going, and I think Abu Sama had a few good carries yep. against Oklahoma as well. I know Cartavius Norton is still kind of struggling to get going. But if you can get one of those guys going, um, I think that they would feel a lot better about where they're at right now in the running game. Yeah, it was good to see Sama, who uh, by far had his best game as a Cyclone in his, uh, early in his career. Uh, the receivers, uh, Dimitri Stanley made a couple of plays, thought maybe he'd lost his place. Greg Gaines is a guy that your predecessor, Nick Oson, been raving about since he got here and seemingly had fallen you know, down the depth chart a little bit. He was involved maybe, I think, for the first time. He hasn't played a ton this year. Of course, Jalen Knoll is... Uh, is a difference maker out there, but uh, they're going to need more, right? It's not that Rocco Beck was bad by any means. I thought that you know he gave up the pick six and uh, had a very you know put it out of his memory as quick as he could. You need to be able to do that. Your thoughts on the receiving core overall for Iowa State? Yeah, I'll be honest. I actually kind of like the receivers. I know that a lot of people maybe don't love the receivers here. I kind of think they're pretty good. Um, they've been pretty good the last couple weeks. Um, and I know they definitely took advantage of some mistakes that Oklahoma made. I thought they were really good against Oklahoma State the week before. You mentioned Noel. He's been good. Higgins has been really consistent this season. He had another touchdown, I believe. That's his third or fourth, and he goes for 91 yards. Um, you mentioned Stanley getting a little bit more involved. And then we know that the tight end room has some good talent there as well. Yep. And I think that the way that the 
the way that things are turning at receiver, they started to throw to them more. And I think part of that is they're trying to throw the ball more and spread the ball around more because teams are allowing them to throw it because of the stacked box. I think the receivers have been pretty good. And I even mentioned a guy like Daniel Jackson, who was really good against Oklahoma State, had a good game against Ohio, too. Um, but Noel's been really, really good. I mean, he's got 24, 25 catches, I believe, on the year at this point, um, and a couple touchdowns. So I, I like where the receivers are at, and I think they're really trending in a good, good direction. I think there's some good talent, and they're starting to show some depth there as well. TCU this week, 2-3 and three on the season. This is an absolute must-win. Any glean and hope mm-hmm. of a bowl eligibility this year have to get this one against the Horn Frogs certainly not the TCU team we saw a year ago what are a couple of things early in the week you're looking for yeah, I think the first thing that obviously comes to mind is you're going to have to stop explosive plays um yeah. you know TCU is certainly frustrated with where things are at right now for the Frogs um they had a lot of expectation again coming into the year and I think it all kind of went awry week one when they lost to Colorado and then you know last week they lose the West Virginia, who I guess is legit now, because um, <laughs> yeah. they're 4-1. It's hard to kind of say that a team's not legit when they're 4-1, even if it's not always pretty. Um, yeah, I think TCU, certainly, you're not stop explosive plays. And another thing I think is really important is taking care of the ball. Um, I think maximizing possessions for this Iowa State team is becoming really important. Not necessarily time of possession, but it's kind of funny. I said to my intern up there in the press box at one point, on Saturday, I wonder if Iowa State would have preferred to not score so fast on so many possessions in the first quarter against Oklahoma because it put Oklahoma's offense right back out on the field. Um, and it became kind of a battle of possessions, and you knew that if it turned into a shootout, that Iowa State probably just wasn't going to be able to keep up considering the offensive talent comparison between the two schools. So I think kind of finding a way to sustain drive a little bit longer, you're certainly not going to say no to points like I'm not saying that Iowa State should rather have a possession that takes four minutes off the clock but doesn't include a score at the end but I think finding a way to sustain some drive and get in the end zone get a field goal at the end of it would be really big because even TCU I mean they have a pretty good offense as well I mean Chandler Morris has been pretty good he's got 11 or 12 touchdowns this year um you know they're running the ball fairly well again like their offense is explosive, and I just don't think you want to put their offense on the field a ton and turn this into a shootout against the Frogs this Saturday either. Alec Bussey, 24-7 Sports com. Alec, uh, anything coming up this week you'd like to promote? Yeah, we're going to try and get um, some good basketball recruiting coverage going up this week. There's been a few things kind of happening on that front. They'll have some good visitors coming this weekend, including Kai Rogers, I believe, that's supposed to come to town. He's from Wisconsin, up in the Milwaukee area. and you know That's a really important area, too. Um, TJ Alsberg sure is. So, yep. Stay, stay, stay tuned to the website. We're going to try and get some basketball recruiting content up. That's something I haven't been able to dive into at this point, um, but would love to be able to start doing that a little bit more. So make sure to head over to Cyclone Alerts. So you're able to catch up on whatever basketball recruiting content we're able to work through this week. When's media day for Iowa State? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, it's going to be the 11th. So it's gotcha. about, a week, uh, about a week and a half from today. And then if you fast forward another week after that, I believe the 17th is Big 12. Big 12. Big 12. So the, uh, the most stressful time of the year for people in my <laughs> business um, is, is right around the corner. Uh, we got football going on. you got basketball starting up. You've got football signing day. You've got tra- transfer portal for football, mm. staff changes for football, everything coming up um, in, in December, November. So it's what I like to call my happy health. 
Alec Buzzy, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Alec, we'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. Good to talk to you. Alec Bussey as we check in on Iowa State. Mr. Monday Night. Uh, his pick is coming up next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Family owned since 1970, Kemker's True Value and Rental helps you buy what you want and rent what you need. Get to work on that to-do list with help from Kemker's True Value and Rental. Kemker's has all your hardware needs, plus their rental catalog is perfect for do-it-yourselfers. With two Central Iowa locations to better serve you in Grimes and Huxley, make it Kemker's True Value and Rental. Find out what they can do for you at Kemker'sTrueValue.com. That's Kemker's True Value. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. Dang, man, I'm freezing. We need some heat in here. Washer Systems of Iowa's got heaters. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Central Iowa's commercial cleaning equipment experts. Featuring Mighty M pressure washers, factory cat floor scrubbers, and Energy Logic waste oil furnaces. All the equipment that you'll need to keep your equipment clean and your shop nice and warm. Stop by the showroom at 6 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M commercial cleaning equipment. Online at what? Final couple of minutes. Time for Mr. Monday Night. It's the Seahawks and the G-Men. Mr. Monday Night, take it away. Danny. Dimes sucks on Monday Night Football. Doesn't this handicap just seem too easy? No Saquon. No. Primetime issues with Danny Dimes. A Giants team that got by on grit and guile and a little good luck a year ago. Yep. And it's bouncing back the other way. I just don't understand. And it's essentially what, a pick them? It's two. Is it two now? It's, it's going up. Okay. I just... It feels too easy. I'm going to go with the easy line. I'm going with Seattle. Give me the Seahawks. Call me now, 1-900. No. I, I don't like the pick. I don't like it because it seems too easy, and especially on Monday Night Football. So many goofy games we see yep. in these primetime spots. I just I can't get to a handicap where I can willingly place money <laughs> on this Giants football team. That's where I am. But these are the ones, and this is how the NFL gets you. I am incredibly nervous, but obligated to make a pick on Monday night. Mr. Monday Night is going who, with the Seahawks. Who is the best team in the NFL that you've seen? The Buffalo Bills? Played really well yesterday. I mean, that weird Monday night to open up the season yep. with Aaron Rodgers going down. That's a complete football team. Mm-hmm. Can I maybe throw out 49ers? Yeah, they, they're, their quarterback's not bad. 20 to 21. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Ah, but anybody could do it in that yeah, system. Of course, it's just, yeah, all just yeah. the system. We'll see you tomorrow. Murph and Andy next to Drive with Heather and Sean 3 to 6. Have a great day. 106.3 KXN.